Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. mintmobile.com/switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month, unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month, face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 53124 get 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after 6 months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Welcome to That Healing Feeling. I'm Torsi and I created this podcast talking all things well-being, what makes us feel the absolute best in ourselves, and how we overcome challenges and heal with positivity and strength. I really enjoyed speaking to my lovely friend Talia on this week's episode, who has been one of my best friends for over a decade. An underlying factor within me and Talia's friendship is that we both love exploring practices for health and well-being. And throughout this episode we address some of the practices that we do consistently to feel our absolute best. We speak about various forms of movement, exercising in the natural world, seeking mindful moments, taking time for creativity, nutrition, environmentalism, and more. It is always a joy to talk to Talia, and I know she'll be one of my friends for life. I really hope that you enjoy this episode. best friends in the world and thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me. You got to know how the drill is with this podcast. It's just about all the things we love doing to make ourselves feel our best and how we can overcome challenges. So me and Talia were friends at secondary school. We've known each other for a decade, oh which is actually horrible to yeah, say. I don't like that at all. Isn't it <laughs> disgusting? So we've known each other for ages and we are obviously friends for many reasons, but we've always kind of had this underlying part of our friendship where we've loved kind of nutrition, cooking, kind of all those habits that we do in our day to make ourselves feel really good. Um so kind of what I I mean we've spoken about it a bit but like when you were growing up what got you into having an interest in health and wellness? I probably say when I was about I don't know 15 or something my mum was getting into yoga and she did all her like yoga and pilates and everything and then she did a uh, yoga teacher training when I was like 15. Um and then it was through her doing her yoga teacher training that she would teach me and I would like go to classes with her and that's when I started getting into yoga and meditation and that's what uh introduced me to the whole world of kind of well-being and noticing the effects that exercise healthy eating and everything has on your mind and body so it's probably from that probably through my mom I'd say I found it really healthy especially during exam time definitely I'd always try and go to yoga classes with her or she'd just be like okay here's a meditation listen to it before you go to sleep because she'd notice I get like stressed and everything 
so it was from then that I've always just really appreciated taking the time out to do meditation or yoga or exercise amazing. or anything. It like it wasn't that intense at all. No, it's amazing. And that's also quite interesting because I guess when people kind of speak to me about it and say like, oh, when did you start getting interested? I'd say really young because I, but maybe not necessarily well-being, but in terms of like sport, I'm mm. a really sporty family. So I kind of align that, but I guess I'm kind of the same. I'd say it was probably around then, mid-teens, where I actually started to get into those different yeah. aspects of health. So what we're going to speak about in today's podcast, basically, what I thought would be really fun is me and Talia are both obviously just like general people, not no one <laughs> like special. Yeah, I'm not, I, I'm not, like, I'm not an athlete, I'm not a... No, but like that's the whole thing about this podcast as well. It's like it's really cool to get athletes on and people who have kind of been through like really challenging times or whatever. But actually, I love having friends who I just kind of spend my day to day life with, and we both kind of have those interests. I think it's really cool, and also it just makes it a bit more relatable as well. Like yeah. not everyone's gonna be yeah like I don't know an ultra runner. Or yeah, like I don't have this like insane story of me going off being an athlete or doing some course I'm just <laughs> kind of love focusing on my well-being just on the daily yeah, thing but you also not don't, that intense you don't need to be an athlete or yeah someone yeah. crazy to focus on your well-being I think that's what's really important to kind of say and like what we're going to do basically is kind of go through the favorite things we do every day that make us feel really good that are often priceless mm-hmm. and also things that everyone can do to make themselves feel better and the reason I want to do this with Talia is because recently I've kind of noticed this kind of pattern that I've been in throughout my life really throughout the last few years where I'd really focus on myself for I don't know even like a month or a few months Mm. and really every day kind of just taking those kind of non-negotiable habits of the things that make me feel really good so I'd focus on them really well for a few months and then I'd feel so good in myself and so kind of on the game that I would kind of not do them as much because I wouldn't think I'd need them as much Mm. And you kind of kind of slowly start to forget that those are the things that kind of brought you into that position yeah. of feeling really good already. Slowly these things would disappear because I'd be feeling really good and not thinking I need them. But then a few weeks later, I'd kind of hit that point where I haven't been taking care of myself. So I thought what would be really cool to do today in this episode, a little bit different maybe than usual, is to kind of just go through the things that both of us really connect with in the sense we we do them on like a daily basis or at least try to maybe, maybe a weekly basis. Yeah. So yeah, this is really fun. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. No, of course. So I thought we'd start with movement, Yeah. which we both love. This can manifest in various forms. So it could be more calming. So like say yoga, going for a walk, but also we love those kind of high intensity forms of exercise as well. So like running and classes and stuff. So like on a weekly basis, what would your kind of week look like in terms of movement? It varies from week to week, but I always try to run. Like, I'd probably say just once a week, at least, go on a run or a walk or doing something that I feel like I've kind of escaped my life for, like, half an hour, 40 minutes. Yeah, amazing. And most of the time, for me, that is moving myself, like, out of the location I'm in, going on a walk or run, or when I'm at uni, when I'm in London, if that's going to some class or going to the gym, I feel like I've gone somewhere so I can separate myself from my life and kind of have some space to either think about my life or to not think about it and just have a break um so yeah definitely walking around the city I find so therapeutic and not even when I'm in London like back home and just going for a little walk and just having time for yourself and I just find it makes so much difference especially when you're stressed and you feel very bogged down or overwhelmed with life in your mind it's just I just think it's the best medicine honestly yeah it's so good and I love how you've 
taken both of those aspects so that you can go and kind of think about things in your life. Yeah. So if you, I often find if I've got like a big decision to make, going on a walk and kind of like getting out of like my room, which could be quite, could have like become quite a stressful environment, like yeah. going out and actually considering things more logistically is really mm-hmm. helpful. But then, like you say as well, it's also a nice escape from all those thoughts. Yeah. Like sometimes you just need to go and just think about the run, like think about like putting one foot in front of the other. Yeah, exactly. And it's like getting that physical distance from my life in a way yeah no definitely <laughs> that makes sense um which really helps me think about things movement comes in a lot of forms so sometimes that can be in the form of an intense class or sometimes maybe that's yoga and like yeah. more gentle movement yeah do you find that going for a run once a week do you also kind of have other classes you like doing or anything yeah like so that? i've <laughs> i've really gone into spin recently and yes. boxing which everyone's kind of making fun of me because I always talk about it because I've just gotten so obsessed with both of them because I just find them so much fun. Yeah, and, and that's so important. Yeah. Becky, my sister, she sent me a message the other day and she'd just done a boxing <laughs> class and was like, it feels so good, like, it was so much fun. Yeah. And I think it's so important to keep the fun in your training. Yeah, for sure. And I think the thing with boxing or spinning or whatever kind of class you want to do or I've done ones that like you know the rebounding on the trampoline have you there's so much fun and because you don't really realize you're doing exercise and because you have to focus on what you're doing with boxing or spinning or whatever you're doing with the movement you can't think about anything else so it really allows your mind to settle no definitely Um, so I love doing that and yeah I just I always find like varying what I do helps if I'll have like a few weeks where I do one type of exercise and then then I'll forget about it and then go on to the next and like with yoga for example I wish I did it more often Mm -hmm. um but I go through months where I just completely forget about it but it it really is so good for you and go through periods where I forget to do it and then I go back to it kind of like what you're saying with the habits definitely I need to kind of remember to keep doing things like yoga where you can just kind of calm a bit um but I always forget to do it, and then yeah, and then I get to a, a you get to like a wall, and you're like, I need to slow down, I need to do yeah. this, whether it's yoga or whatever you want to do, um, and then you go back into it, and you're like, why don't I do this every day? I feel so <laughs> yeah, good. It's such a classic thing, then. I definitely, but I think having the awareness of it's really important. Yeah. So now that I know that even if I'm feeling amazing that having those things will keep me going in the future, mm-hmm. and obviously it's hard because I always think about this when I kind of bring this cycle up. It's like oh, but, like, you should live in the present moment. So, like, if in the present you don't need to do that meditation, like, yeah. that's fine. It's like, yeah, but then you also don't need to live in the present for the future, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it's trying to balance your present self and your present state of being and then what you're going to be like in the future. Because I know, for example, like, if I don't do certain things, after, like, a week I'll f- feel really stressed or overwhelmed. and Definitely. Especially when, I, know, I don't know, you're at uni or... Like meeting loads of people and it becomes very overwhelming you need to like remember to take time for yourself no definitely and exercise um, is such a good way to do that yeah um and that i mean that's something that definitely keeps me motivated is knowing that doing this form of movement now will kind of keep me grounded for the week ahead or something is that what maybe keeps you motivated in training was there anything else that kind of keeps you motivated in keeping exercise up yeah, I'd say the main thing is my mind yeah. for exercise but again that's then- really awesome though because i feel like exercise is so like physically driven but actually yeah. that's really cool that like yeah and I won't lie mentality it, yeah I, I won't lie that it sometimes is to do with like my physical appearance like, yeah of course. I'd be lying if I didn't say it was yeah. that at all we, we let, yeah and we I all think, would be lying yeah <laughs> and I think that's how I got into exercise yeah. outside of school sport because we did loads of sport in school yeah definitely so I never really thought about it and then at a certain stage when I started to get into 
healthy living and everything, it did become a huge part, exercise did become a huge part of my life for the goal of looking a certain way. Yeah. And then after a while I realised that when I stopped exercising, the effect wasn't on my body, but it was more on my mind. Definitely. And that's when I made the connection with how important it is. Yeah, I think everyone makes that connection at some like different points of their Definitely. life. And you have to do it yourself. You can't just have someone tell you, like, running's good for your mind. Like, you're not just going to click. It no. has to come completely from your own experience. Yeah, and unfortunately, like, coming from a school of all girls where we're kind of constantly comparing our bodies. Yeah. And it's, it's hard not to kind of have that extrinsic motivation like yeah. it's not always a bad thing like obviously like, it, exercise is really good for your body so that you want to like have a really healthy functioning body and like in terms of your cardiovascular health your respiratory health like it is really good for your body yeah but it's kind of looking at it from a more intrinsic perspective I think it's really helpful yeah and I listened to a podcast the other day with Ross Edgley I don't know if you've heard of Ross Edgley no I haven't he's basically an incredible athlete yeah. endurance athlete like crazy strong like he did a triathlon carrying like a hundred pound tree or something like <laughs> It's a bit weird. Why, why do you do why, that? Why would you do that? Why I don't know. Do I, I just seem silly at this it's point. It's weird because when people say that, I'm just like, I don't know why, but I'd want to do that. Yeah. Not that, but like things, crazy things the I want challenge. to do. But he, something he said that's really stuck with me since listening to a podcast that he was on, he said it's so important that the intrinsic motivation outweighs the extrinsic mm. motivation. So like having, knowing that something you're doing is going to benefit you from an inner level, not from how others perceive you. It's like, am I doing this race so I can post my medal on Instagram? Yeah. Or am I doing this race to like overcome a challenge within myself? Yeah. And like, it's fine to like appreciate and enjoy that extrinsic kind of validation to an extent, but yeah. it's really important that you're coming from a place like for you, not yeah. for other people. I mean, that's just like a massive thing anyway, like in life and most things I think. Mm. But when he said that, I was like, that's so <laughs> true. So now when I'm gonna do something, I'm like, am I doing this? For myself or am I doing this for other people and obviously it's good to do things for other people like for example this podcast like I love that people listen and kind of take things from it like but that's it. but I'm doing it like because I really want to do it yeah as well so yeah for sure and I think it's important to learn your own boundaries and the balance between pushing yourself and doing something just for the sake of doing it enjoying it because I think exactly often especially with social media you see people doing these challenges or you see other people do some exercise or some yoga pose or whatever. And you think that you need to do this, but actually at the end of the day, if walking, going for a half an hour walk is all you need for your own mind and well-being, then that's all you have to do. And I think you like easily become bogged down by the pressure. Yeah. And be like, I do this, so that means I can do this, this and this. I don't know, it just becomes too much. Yeah, and like it's great having goals, but it's when the goals become the only thing you care about. It's more important to kind of stay present with what you're actually yeah. doing and stuff like it's it, it is really good to kind of have those like like if you want to run a 10k that's amazing but try and stay present with the fact that it's amazing you're already running 5k those kind of yeah. things you know and like trying to be proud of yourself where you're at and like what you're doing now I've yeah. always been like I haven't really achieved until I get there do you know what I mean mm-hmm. but something that can be taken from exercise which I think we both love because we've we've both been open water swimming oh, which yeah. is so much fun so what I mean here is that exercise for me personally I get so much more out of it when it's in the natural world so in yeah. nature I think you align with this as well yeah kind of getting outside and that can be whilst you're exercising or just sitting outside I think for mm. me that's something that I do every day or try and do every day to really help me kind of connect with our planet mm-hmm. as well yeah um, I feel like there's such a difference between doing exercise inside and just getting outside you feel so much more refreshed 
Yeah, the open water <laughs> swimming was fun. Like, that was so funny. So Talia, you weren't actually originally going to come. I was so like, glad you came. Yeah. And I was like, I'll book us all in. It was like last minute, the night before, you were like, come on, do it. And I was like, I think I just got FOMO for sure. And I was like, yeah. okay, fine, I'll do whatever. <laughs> Weird to get FOMO for open water swimming. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I think this was just before, like just after lockdown was kind of eased. And I was like, I just don't want to be on my own anymore. So no, I just so want to do true. everything. Like, do everything social. Yeah. Um, so I booked everyone in and then they were like, kind of like, oh, so what time do you need to get there? I was like, oh, like it starts at like seven. But the girls were like, didn't realise they'd have to be up at six in the morning to go swim in a freezing lake. Yeah, literally. Yeah. But it was so fun, wasn't it? And it, it was so well. Yeah. So basically the course is in um, Camberley and me and my mum and sister have been quite a few times because we did the Great North Swim last year. Yeah. Um, but it was so fun to go with like friends and stuff, but they have two laps there. And the first lap's like 400 metres, which is 16 lengths of a normal pool, which is quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and then the big lap's 800, which is obviously double. So 32, I got the maths. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was like, right, guys, I know you haven't really swum since school. So if you do like a lap or two, that's grand, like really good. So I was like, I went off, I was like, well, I don't drown, like it'll be fine. It was so funny because we had our wetsuits so well. on and like our swimming yeah. hats and goggles, we looked ridiculous. <laughs> Hadn't worn a swimming hat since school. And then you went off and then my sister was with us and she went off on her own. And then yeah. it was just me and our other friend Jasmine swimming around and we were just kind of like, okay, I guess we're doing this. And because it was so cold, was we so couldn't cold. breathe at first. Yeah, and I thought really I'd like, got asthma like, all of a sudden. You get a bit like windy because you have to adapt to the cold. Yeah. But you kind of just actually weirdly have to just get in and go. Yeah. To like, because I was just never going to yeah. start. <laughs> but like, me and Jasmine were just like swimming, talking. And we were like, everyone was like overtaking us and we were kind of getting in the way. And we didn't really know what was going on. Yeah. We did. We swam quite a long time. You did four laps, which is a mile. Which for is first so time, good. That's 64 lengths of a pool. We both haven't swum for so long, but it was really funny. Having done open water swimming for quite a while now, like I find it really hard to swim in a pool because I just get so much more out of swimming outside. I feel like, like we were saying, in terms of exercise, we, we get our physical and our mental kind of clarity whilst we exercise. Mm. But for me, I don't really get that kind of spiritual or emotional connection unless I'm outside personally. Yeah. Um, so like running, like I'll always run outside over a treadmill. Yeah. I just feel like it's so fun to like, swim in swim in the lake, and it is quite intense. Like you, we can't really see the bottom. You can't anything. see the bottom, and then when, as soon as you put your head down to swim, you go the wrong direction. So every time me and Jasmine, yeah, be you like, have to. Spot. Okay, let's not talk. Let's let's swim to the next like little mark. Yeah, and then we'd both start swimming. Jasmine would go one direction, I'd go the other. We'd both come <laughs> up and be like, "Where are you?" And that was no, it was a lot of fun and. I've got to say, it really woke me up. Well, obviously it woke me up. It's freezing cold. <laughs> it's kind of hard to fall asleep yeah. in that kind of water. <laughs> but I felt so refreshed. And yeah. We wanted so to do it again, good. but we never got time. Yeah, it really is. It was really cool to see actually during lockdown, when obviously like, yeah, social interaction had kind of been a bit reduced, to say the least. Um, it was really cool to see so many people kind of committing to their morning yeah. sports session, which was quite cool. But no, that was fun during lockdown. How how did you, I haven't really spoken about it yet, but how did you kind of feel throughout? I mean, I feel great now. Yeah. <laughs> but lockdown for me, as I'm sure for everyone, like for most people, was, it was a challenge. Definitely. <laughs> I think at the beginning it was okay because I had a structure from my uni, finishing like my dissertation and all my uni work. Um, so that kind of kept me going. But it was just so weird to go from your busy life at uni to complete silence like you're having the space to sit in your room like all day if you wanted to and just 
think about I don't know your yeah. past year. It really made you sit and think about your life. Such a good time for self reflection. Yeah, and I think for me that was really good at parts, and then other times it wasn't so good because I, yeah. I was thinking too much about things and I'm an overthinker anyway and I'm yeah. always my mind is always constantly like thinking about things mm-hmm. so I think at times it was difficult because I was just I felt very overwhelmed by how much time I had to think about my life and how I want to like conduct my life going forward definitely which was challenging and I mean I'm sure everyone has their own experiences mentally throughout lockdown but um, I'm glad to come out of the other end and <laughs> yeah, come out the other side and I feel like I have a bit more clarity about my life now because I have had that time to think about everything but yeah it was difficult <laughs> yeah I mean I think every, for, it was for everyone but like you say it's like having that time for self-reflection but I think it also maybe showed a lot of people that having that time for self-reflection is really good and it kind yeah. of brings me on to our next thing of having time for us many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Every day. Yeah. So I've pulled a few things um, so meditation, switch off digital detox. Digital mm. detox has been a really big one for me recently because mm. I do spend uh, far too much time on my phone. And I think that does, like we were saying briefly earlier in terms of social media, like it does take you away from yourself a bit. And yeah, kind of, for sure. Even if you're not consciously comparing, like you are unconsciously thinking, oh, look at this person, what they're doing. Yeah. So yeah, I think for me, trying to switch off my phone and get away from my phone a bit yeah, has been really good. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not a huge phone person yeah, you're anyway. Really good, you're good at not I being on your phone. My I my friends wish... sometimes get annoyed at me because I, I no, don't I reply. No, I don't. I wish I was the same. I've never been someone who likes to be on their phone replying all the time just because it overwhelms me. Yeah. And so I've just, from for a while now, I've always just thought, like, if I don't have the energy right now to 
think about these messages and they're not like urgent I don't need to respond to them urgently I just have to learn to just put my phone down and like be able to go on my phone go on social media but not have to reply to people because yeah. that's when it becomes overwhelming when you think that every time you pick up your phone you have to reply to everyone which I just don't think it should be like that because no yeah it takes two seconds to respond but it's the energy and the time thought about what you're going to respond because I don't want to just like I don't know reply to one of your messages yeah. and be like oh yeah whatever but not really thought about what I'm saying and then if I've got to do that 10 times every time yeah. I pick up my phone it's exhausting popular lady <laughs> No, I'm really not. You ten messages at a time. Yeah, but I'm thinking five of them would be my family. Being like, where are you? Your mum. Dinner's ready. Dinner's ready. And I'm like, I don't want to reply to that right now. (laughs) I need energy to reply about the dinner being ready. No, I just, yeah. I think it's just like learning to be able to be on your phone and not feel like you have to respond to everything right away. Obviously, there's a balance between not replying to people and it getting annoying, but... In my view, though, I completely agree, because if someone really needed you, they would call you yeah. a few times. Do you know what I mean? Like, if someone really needed you, like, that's different. But it's, when it's, yeah, if it's just, like, kind yeah. of, like, a general conversation, you don't need to. Yeah. I need to learn this, because I get so stressed. I'm like, oh, no, they're going to think I'm rude, and I, like, yeah. reply so quickly. <laughs> yeah, and I think that is kind of how everyone is with our phones, because you know everything's so instant, and you know, you can see when everyone's online... So I think it does become quite toxic of people thinking like, oh my God, you don't like me and yeah. because you're not responding. And I go into those patterns as well. It's it's normal. But yeah, I just think giving yourself a break or learning to be with your phone in a healthier way is good. Yeah. Like, I found, I think it was, what, two years ago now, I deleted my Instagram for like over yeah, a year. Yeah, you deleted it for ages, didn't you? Because they? I just was like, I, I deleted it first because I was like, I need a break. Because I just found it too much, and it was I when you delete it. I delete it sometimes. Yeah, I didn't delete it for as long as. You and it was when it. uni started, and I was just like, I just need to like live with my uni life right now. Like and disconnect. Just, but so I just carried on keeping it. Um, dis what's it called? Uh, disabled. disabled. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there we go. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I carried it. Yeah, I kept it disabled for like over a year, and then eventually I'd gone to a place. Where I was like, okay, I, I can just have it back and like message my friends on it and like see what my close friends are up to. Yeah. And there is that element of keeping up with people. Yeah, and I do really like Instagram, how it, you kind of get, like, a kind of gallery of your life, and it is yeah. really cool, it's a cool platform, but I think it's just being aware of when it's becoming a more negative yeah. than positive influence in your day. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I really love it, and I love, yeah, I love connecting with people on Instagram, like, yeah. even for this podcast, like, some guests I've had, like, I've connected through Instagram, yeah. which is really cool, but it's just, I think, for me, I could learn a lot from that, and mm-hmm. just try and, try and have a less of a technology presence yeah. in my day would be good yeah well, um, it's good to use all the social medias obviously because there's so much on there that's useful and yeah it's good to keep connected and feel like you're actually part of this world no i know but it's, it's just having that balance yeah it? Having and that willpower to just kind of switch yeah. up occasionally and whether that is doing like a digital detox like on the weekends or whatever you do or if it is deleting an app or just need to yeah. find your own way of doing it and no, see definitely. what works for you no definitely and I think, yeah, it's just having those mindful moments as well. I like having a few things in my day that I do call non-negotiable. Like, mm-hmm. some things are, like, just, I'll, like, do if I have time. So something that I do do non-negotiably is meditation in the morning when I wake yeah. up 20 minutes. And then if I have time in the evening, I'll do another 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, are you meditating at the moment or kind of when you, fit, when you kind of remember to? Yeah, when I remember to, I'm really bad at sticking to it because... Yeah. Um, I will just I prefer to do it at night before I go to sleep because I have trouble sleeping and I always have done so do I yeah um, so I always try and do some kind of 
meditation or something like that before I go to sleep because it helps me stay asleep. Like I'm more of a once a week, once every two weeks yeah, kind of yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I try to do it more often. And like I've always known that doing that 20 minutes in the morning for me is just so good and it just sets me up for the day in such a different yeah. way. But yeah, recently, like like I was saying earlier, like I do, I have found that I've not been doing that, and I can see like an active mm. response that like I I feel kind of more scatty and more stressed, and my thoughts aren't that kind of aligned. But what it kind of does, it's like people have said that like it's the gym for the mind. So I'm like, mm. okay, I'll do the gym for the mind first, <laughs> then I'll go do a run. Um, yeah. When I'm saying meditation, like I am saying that like those twenty minutes, I do just sit down in silence now I did it with music for a bit mm. and re- realised actually that silence is a lot better yeah. for me um, so for me it is actually sitting down for 20 minutes yeah. but it doesn't have to be no it can be there's so many different forms of meditation or meditation tricks out there now yeah but... and like we were saying like even just exercise is a kind of a form of meditation yeah. you're kind of focused on your body and breathing and you know so yeah. it's, it's it's what it is is just taking time away from the external world really right? yeah and I sometimes um, do it. I've gotten into recently like drawing and painting yeah as I, I feel that. like loads of people are doing especially over lockdown I feel like loads yeah of people I feel like that painting. was a lockdown trend I feel yeah, like yoga sure. was a lockdown trend and painting and yeah. stuff was a lockdown trend but I always just like paint by numbers Have you done yeah that? I haven't done that but I just I'm just more of the kind of I don't really plan anything so I'll just sit down with a paintbrush and literally just paint like lines on a page <laughs> That's really cool. I think I should start doing that. I love art as well. Yeah. Like visually, I've I've never been very yeah. good. I've never been any good at art. It's like music. Like I'm not good at it, and I'm not good at art, but I love it. Like yeah. I absolutely love it. It's I'd just love really to fun to be a bit creative it. and like I don't know, just not putting pressure on like I have to paint this painting and then yeah, yeah. I just I just do lines. Yeah. It's also quite cool like seeing kind of what you express in that moment. Yeah. Like, in terms of art, and it's almost way. like a visual diary. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I love that. I have a little notebook that I. I've, it's finished now but I had for the last like year and a half where I just sit down and like doodle or draw sometimes I draw what's around me or like literally just draw like I think patterns. I've seen that notebook actually yeah I've had yeah, yeah. I, I remember when we went to Scotland last year yeah, you I brought it with me and I drew on the train oh that was so cute I'm honestly I can't draw I'm not good I'm you not... are good you're very good mm, thanks I wouldn't trust me I would just agree with you <laughs> I didn't think you were good but yeah no lies here. and now that book is finished and I have it in my drawer and like every now and That's then so I look nice. back and like there's some drawings I look at or like doodles and I'm like, oh I can remember what mood I was in when I drew that, what was yeah, going through my mind. Like where and, you were. Yeah, and one of them's yeah, like from a holiday, sick. like from Scotland, and I was like, Oh, that was so nice. And other times I've been when I've been very like overwhelmed with life and I've been like, Oh god, that's a bit of a <laughs> goodbye. I'll move on <laughs> to that page. <laughs> on to the next page. <laughs> or like when I've been angry or someone just like scribbling like <laughs> That is cool. But it, it does show that like art just like does it like show your expression yeah. in that moment which is cool yeah and I think I'm not great at expressing my feelings through words so I feel like that is a great gateway for me I have a diary very cheesy diary actually I won't <laughs> like it's a, it's a proper diary I feel like all diaries are cheesy though because oh, like, they can't not be cheesy otherwise they're just like not detailed and not well I have like a planning diary where I like yeah. kind of plan my day and like do like a tick list and stuff yeah um but I do have like a very like in the movies kind of like dear diary. <laughs> do you? I do. <laughs> and it's like quite extensive now. Like, oh God, if anyone gets their hands on that diary, they're in for a treat. I tell Can you. I read it. No, <laughs> no one can read it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, but I love that. But I genuinely, it's, it's quite cool because I've like, had friends be like, oh, like, do you just like, write what's going on in your life. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, sometimes I do. Like, sometimes I'd be like, this is what happened today. Yeah. But sometimes it'll be in the moment, I'll just, like, literally just write literally what I'm feeling yeah. in that moment. It's quite nice. Like, it's, just, it's quite nice just, like, having a place to kind of let that emotion out yeah. onto a page, yeah. whether that is in kind of 
the form of art or if it's in words because I I'm, I'm definitely actually I really love expressing mm. through my words yeah I find that really good just like a release yeah it's, it's really such, fun such a release I want to move on as well to nutrition because yeah. we both this is I feel like what our main thing was when we were younger yeah. we just loved like really like healthy yummy nutrition like, it was yeah. like I remember like when we were like yeah 15 16 we'd make these like really nice bowls of porridge we'd kind of like have like different recipe books like I think delicious yellow was becoming a thing then and we yeah. were like oh my gosh like let's make a recipe yeah. like which was always really fun we've like, been to a few health festivals together which yeah. was really fun <laughs> which one was that what was that called? it was called good roots I don't think they still do it no but that was really um, fun and there were like, kind of loads so of those fun. like healthy like chefs yeah veganism was on the rise it was mainly and... for all the food stores that we were there oh we, my god, just we ate bought. so we, we ate so much oh my god so much food it, it was, was so good it was really good <laughs> and we had like talks Delicious. and yoga lessons yeah and, like um stores with like vegan clothing or like you know ethical yeah clothing. um really cool that was really fun that was really that was, fun what were we 15 that's scary, that feels like so it? long ago it's like six years ago yeah oh and then gosh. we met deliciously Ella there I know <laughs> that was cool we met quite a few people there I think we met most of the people actually yeah which is really weird like when you've kind of been like following them like yeah and then obviously in the recipes and stuff and then you're like oh my god you're real yeah <laughs> um but um where it's are you funny. actually at the moment with your eating because you're you've been vegetarian before but are you kind of yes. a bit more of like a flexitarian or I, I pesky right now pescatarian yeah so before uni i wouldn't eat that much meat anyway no and then january of first year i went fully vegetarian okay so no fish and then that was fine but then i think it was also because i was at uni i like had a blood test at a certain point after a few months and i was just low in like vitamin d iron zinc maybe yeah, I think those are quite um, typical kind of nutrients to yeah, become a bit an, deficient. Another one. So then I started taking supplements, and then because I was taking supplements, I was like, this feels really, like, I didn't feel right about it. Yeah. So then that summer I ate meat again for, like, a few weeks, and then I went back to veggie, <laughs> been all over the place. And then I tried vegan for two weeks, and I went to pesky, and now I'm pesky since. Do you know what I find so funny, though, is it just shows how individual everyone is. Yeah. And that's what I actually said with this podcast. Like, I love having conversations with different people because... For me, when I went vegan, I had the opposite. Like, I felt so much better. But yeah. it shows it's not for everyone. And this yeah. is the thing. Like, I obviously am a massive kind of, like, vegan advocate. Like, I, lo- I, I love it. I think it's fantastic in, like, a, a wide range of ways. But I'm not behind it if it doesn't make you feel good. Yeah. Um, and, like, for lots of people it does. Yeah. But, like, also, like, you are probably predominantly plant-based, aren't you? You just yeah. have, like, fish occasionally. I have fish. Like, at uni, I barely have fish, but eggs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but, I mean... In terms of kind of why we eat that way, like I find that it is really good from like the health perspective and like it makes me feel good, like not just my body, but also emotionally. But then again, it is great environmentally Mm -hmm. as well. And I feel like you're quite passionate about the environment. Yeah, well, being vegetarian or cutting out meat mainly was because of the environmental reasons. It wasn't so much the animal rights and was like still driving me to stay not eating meat is for environmental reasons. Yeah, also. Um, And... Yeah, I wouldn't. I think I wouldn't do it if it weren't for that. What kind of inspired you in terms of that? Then, like, what brought it to your attention that, that eating meat isn't in the best interest of planetary health? I think I just started to read more things about the environment and the effect of eating meat and the meat and dairy industry. Mm-hmm. And I watched a few documentaries. After watching those documentaries and reading more about it, it then clicked with me how bad the meat industry was for the environment. Especially as I was studying a lot to do with the environment and climate, um, I just felt really weird about eating it and then knowing how much of an effect it has on the environment. 
so that's why I stopped yeah. eating meat, and I really haven't eaten meat since. Except for the, like, the two weeks in the summer and first year when I started eating meat again. <laughs> I think if I tried eating it again, my body would just be like, what are you doing? Yeah, I know, but like... <laughs> I would not react well. But no, that's really cool, and like, I think that is quite a big thing for a lot of people. I think every every reason for going vegetarian or vegan is really valid, and I yeah. think like having like an environmental kind of backing to it is really, really, really Yeah, cool. and I do feel healthier when I don't eat meat. Um, yes. Some people don't have that effect, and that's fine for them, and if they don't feel healthier then that's yeah. yeah and on terms of the environment you're doing a master's i am I'm about so, to start in a few weeks yeah so what's the master's called again remind so me so the course title is environmental technology it's imperial it's so in cool. london so i'll still be in london and basically it's a course that wants to gather people from different disciplines to discuss environmental sustainability issues so i know for the first so part of the cool. course we discuss like human and physical parts of sustainability mm-hmm. and then after christmas you go down a route of like your specialization which is what you'll do your end project in and for me cool. i'm doing it on urban sustainability that's so cool um, because i did geography and i undergraduate in in geography i did mainly urban studies mm-hmm. um and especially studying in a city yeah it just felt very relevant to me so i'll be doing urban sustainability at the end that's so cool so we'll see um yeah i'm really glad i signed up for this course and then I got in that's amazing Um, congrats thanks but no I'm really excited for it because yeah yeah it feels more vocational than my undergraduate degree and it's It's just more specialized yeah and something that I'm really passionate about and really interested in and want to learn all about it but there's because it's so complex the whole issue with the environment and sustainability and climate change it's not simple it's so complex so there's always more to be learned and yeah I just want to learn more about it yeah and like it's just it is just hard in a world where there's such rapid development in like urban environments to kind of keep on top of like how we how we can become more sustainable as well. Yeah, there's a need for more transparency as well. I think exactly. Um, so hopefully through this course you'll learn. Yeah, who knows? And maybe I'll be an urban planner. Maybe <laughs> oh, you <God>. will. <laughs> yeah, You're no. excited. Uh, no, I am excited about it, but also I haven't really thought much about it because. I've had like what five months of doing absolutely nothing <laughs> yeah. after finishing my undergraduate I've done nothing and so I've kind of forgot about that part of life of yeah. actually doing work or yeah. studying again or having a schedule oh I know I'm excited to have a schedule no I'm quite excited actually like I haven't done any uni work since March oh my god oh my god so yeah it'll be a challenge I'm sure it'll be full on and yeah. I have to get back into reading and academic kind of world but you know no, what? exciting times yeah exciting times ahead amazing there's been so much fun we've kind of come to the end of our main kind of section now we're going to come on to the three questions so the first one is what's one thing you do daily to make yourself feel your absolute best um i'd say either walking like I said yes before, nice or a bit cringy but dancing i love like, that i always answer. have my own little dance parties in my room when no one's really watching although sometimes like I over lockdown my sister's walk past my room she'd be like what are you doing <laughs> No, I love that. I mean, that's so fun. I just feel like it's just like a release and like I don't know, just being a bit weird. I think that's so fun. Like you say, it's like that. It's like that release. I remember when I was doing my dissertations, I'd have like five minute dance party breaks for like because I'd be so stuck and so bored and just like put on like Beyonce or something and just start dancing and then sit back down and just like a refresh. Oh my god, I'm gonna start doing that. It's so fun. That sounds so good. That's so fun. I love that. I'm going to start doing that. It's the so dance, fun. The dance breaks. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, the second question is, do you have a goal or a way you want to grow in the next year? 
going forward, especially after lockdown, my thinking is that I want to just kind of go with everything and try new things and not really worry about things anymore. I know that's easier said than done, but I think with this next year, I just want to kind of try new things and just, I don't know, just push, push myself. Yeah, push yourself out of your comfort zone. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see what that means. We'll revise in a year's time. <laughs> yeah, we can do an episode in a year. Like, we've done this year. Um, no, I'm the same. Like, I literally wrote a list the other day of like, all the things I want to engage with at uni this year. And they're things that like I just haven't done before. Yeah. I really just want to kind of, yeah, like actively kind of grow in myself and try new things. Yeah, and I mean, not be afraid really of doing anything and yeah. just going for it. Amazing. So final question. Do you have a mantra or a quote that you align to in life for positivity? So, yeah, I looked at this quote before the interview and literally the one I could find is just don't worry about what you can't control. So, yeah, it's just, so true. I think just not worrying about things and not letting yourself get bogged down by negative thoughts. Well, I was thinking about this the other day, actually, and I saw a quote that was like 97% of the things you worry about won't happen. Yeah. But it is so true. Like, I think we spend so long in our heads kind of thinking of all these scenarios that might play out and like that can yeah. kind of generate this fear, this stress, this worry. But actually so much if it doesn't happen yeah i'd say going with the flow and just being flexible and not being too worried about life yeah exactly. which i often am but i think it's i think everyone is like it's yeah. completely normal like everyone's kind of we often do kind of live in live in the future really yeah in the terms of when you are stressed you're generally thinking about what's happening in the future right yeah um so I think having the, yeah, that quote's really helpful, like, don't, not worrying about things you can't control, because we can't really, we can't control the future in the present moment. Yeah. Like, you can do things that kind of calm you now, but, like, we don't know what the future's going to hold, so mm-hmm. actually just, yeah, just making sure not to always be in that state of overthinking, I think it's really good. Oh, amazing! Thank you so much, Molly, for coming on, it's been so much fun, I love speaking to you about everything, it's been so good! Thanks for having me, had a great time. It's <laughs> been amazing, thank you so much! Of course! What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.